Bedroom Battle Pass. The Archives. Me and you, Season 2. Alright, let's kick it. Welcome to the interview section of Canberra Metalhead. You got Monkey Malpas and JDK. Join here with the guys from Morris King. So uh, today at the basement, we're recording with Ted Reeks, guitar and vocals. Mark Allen, uh, rhythm guitarist and vocals. Uh, hey guys, I'm Kane Love, and I'm the new vocalist. Excellent. All right, all right, guys. It's good to catch up. We're uh, recording this episode at the basement, which is a cool little spot to catch up, and you know go through, uh, have, a, have a bit of chat and learn a little bit more about the bands. Uh, we usually um, usually have the studio ones, but these ones here are nice atmospheric episodes. So Good food too. And good yeah, food. Free always, chips. Yeah, always good to have a have a feed while we're chatting. Um, Chompies is delicious. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. You guys just watched me smash out a deconstructed burger and Mate, that looked insane. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I'm glad you told me it was deconstructed. Yeah, it was. It was, it was like <laughs> Barramundi with the yeah. like cheese slice on it. Yeah, man, it was just like it's basically just a burger without the bun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll look so good. I'll definitely meal. get one next time. Yeah, definitely, man. No, they're rad. They, they, they do some good stuff. Um, so speaking of good, doing good stuff, you guys, um, you know, been playing a couple of gigs lately, and that's managed to catch you at um at your last one here. Uh, that's kind of sparked the interview here. You, you guys have um, Heath in the band, which I know from previous projects. Uh, he's not here today, but like he's the connection that I have with you guys initially. Yep. Um, so how's it been sort of doing some doing some gigs and stuff? Obviously, you mentioned you're the new vocalist, um, you know, trying, yeah. trying out the crowds. What's it like going around and playing some gigs? Man, it's a lot of fun. So I went um, almost two years to the date between playing gigs between this band and my old band. So it was, yeah, it was pretty nervous getting back on stage, but yep. it was awesome, it was awesome. And so we've got a gig coming up in about a week in Tumut. Um, that's our second gig as in our current lineup. Yep. Um, so we're not doing a lot, we're just sort of starting things slowly, yeah. um, but eventually we'll build it up and play a lot more regularly. Yeah, rad, mm. that, that's good to hear. The, um, I, was, I was saying before off mic, like there's a pretty big following uh, for you guys just in the local scene so it's good to hear that you're like branching out a little bit and doing some interstate gigs as well building that following um, around the place Uh, do you guys how do you guys uh, find the travel with getting around yeah Tumut is a hometown for a few of us oh really yeah yeah cool moved up here years ago and reached out to a few mates back there that are in bands and yep put together a show at one of the local pubs the commercial hotel oh cool which is, it's a new thing for Tumut, original metal. Normally you get your, your typical 80s, 90s cover bands in Tumut, so it yeah. sh- should be an interesting night. Oh, cool, man. Playing some originals for everybody. Yeah, original metal. Um, Hopefully it goes down well. Yeah, that's good, man. No, we I have no idea what to expect. I would expect them to have a great time, man. Yeah. Um, most, most regional shows like that, um, they don't get much. And when they do, they go off. Yeah, so yeah that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, that's I would, I, I would yeah. expect it to go off like a rocket. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's what I think. Fingers crossed. Should be a good night. Looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. You might even see people like, you know, if you guys um, got a couple of of members from Tumut, you know, people that you haven't seen for a while coming out, and the first time they see you is playing a gig, so that could be cool. Should be good. Yeah, we don't get back 
as often as you'd like to. So yeah, be a reunion as well as a gig, and no oh, doubt excessive amounts of alcohol shall be consumed. Ted's going to invite his old music teacher, so it's a yeah. real reunion, like yeah. high school reunion. Yeah, yeah, that should be good. Legit, man. Like um, the music teachers are so broad with their like um, that their sort of um, curriculum people that they taught the same song to two people one of them could be like now like a, like in a reggae band versus like a yeah, metal band yeah so it's cool i guess it'd be cool for him or, or her to see you know what it's like now to see whether where it's gone mm. um yeah we had a music teacher when i was in in high school like just absolute machine when it came to keyboard and piano oh man that dude so in his on the weekends he would get paid from the pub they'd pay him to um, sit there and play the piano. This guy, like, just picture, you ever watch uh, House with Hugh Laurie? Yeah. yeah. Legit look like House, man. And, um, <laughs> like, he would just, he would, like, play with one hand and then eat, like, a counter meal with the other <laughs> and just keep it keep it in tune. Like, he'd be playing, he'd order a meal, he'd sit down and start playing, and the waitress would bring it out and say like do you want me to just leave this here and he's like no just sit it on the edge there and he'd just keep eating while he was playing just insane so like it's cool like music teachers are just sometimes like hidden gems like yeah. you get like dudes that could just shred on guitar and they're mm. just you know teaching music in, in a high school because that's like I mean in the scheme of things there's a like in the music industry that's probably like one of the more stable jobs you could get from being good at it stable wage yeah yeah, okay. yeah. And uh, kids are always usually pretty happy to play music, so then you don't usually have, you know, yeah. not as much trouble it's as the math teachers, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's good. Uh, good to, good to uh, build the crowd and get get out of town. That's it. But um, yeah, it's also cool to, you know, just play gigs in general, I guess. Especially sure, yeah. now, you know, you you tend to mesh more on stage. You got, I guess, like. A, I've uh, talked to bands in the past and there's this going thing where it's like we can practice as much as we want. It's not until you get on the stage that you just like get that extra layer of practice like yeah. with the crowd and things like that. Once the adrenaline kicks in, feedback from the crowd. Yeah. Yep. Well, there's nothing like it, right? You get on that stage yeah. and there's people watching, there's crowd screaming and you just blast it out as yep. loud as you fucking can. Yeah. You know, there is nothing like it, man, eh? Yeah. It's like it's like a drug or yeah. possessed yeah. or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? like, exactly, man. It's like... um. Yeah. It's like, for example, like I'll play in this show um, uh, earlier in the track listing. Um, there's a Hadal Mall song, and th- those guys uh, played here uh, this year. And um, the singers got some like really crazy. Uh, they they played with uh, Black Dahlia Murder when they when oh, they yeah. played that gig. Um, and the singers got this like really possessed like kind of stage presence, and it's just super crazy, man. Like it's just. It's just, it's nearly like it's a different person. I've had that as well. Like, oh, like, for example, As I Destruct, coincidentally, also in the top track listing. Um, the the dude, like, we interviewed him for the show. He's just super, like, you know, chilled. Oh, man, you know, um, just cool cool to have a good gig and all that stuff. And then gets on stage and just hypes up, like, yeah, as in yeah. just ready to rock. So I'm assuming it's much, much the same. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's like you get on stage and you just get in the moment, right? Yeah. Like, so I, I'll go out and I'm I'm a, a terrible dancer. Right? Yeah. I'm dancing, <laughs> dancing, just you know, I get cold chills. I hate it. Can't do it. 
to the point where it's like it's socially isolated me in situations. You know what I mean? And I'm here. I'm like the dude sitting in the corner drinking a beer, going, "Yeah, this is great." But but then you get on stage and you do it in front of a group of people and you're playing your own stuff and you think that's that'd be sort of like would make you sort of shy or embarrassed, but you just get out there and go, "We're up now. It's on." Yeah, yeah, you just go ballistic. Yeah. You just catch yourself doing dumb shit. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you start doing this dumb sway move, and you're like, I guess I'm doing this now. Dude, I see it a lot, like different stage styles. It's often, it's funny, like, because I, I don't play in a band. I, I play bass, but I'm not, like, you know, in a band or, you know, all good. But, um, it's funny how I blame not being in a band. It's like legit, I'm not in a band because I'm not good. Like, it's not like I'm not good at bass because I'm not in a band. It's I'm not in a band because I'm not good at bass. You know what I mean? Like, it's the other way around. Mm. You guys are just... Don't tr- sell yourself short. Yeah, you guys are just like, don't sell yourself short. Yeah. Um, anyway, so... Don't stop us. Everyone's a musician. Yeah, everyone. It's one of those things where it's like... Um, I've had a bass for a while, you know, practice and all that stuff, but um, I often think to myself when I see bands, if I was playing on the stage, because I like to put myself in that situation, like, and I do it sometimes when I'm listening to music, I'll be like, you know, where would I fit on that stage if I was in that band sort of thing, you know, it's just like weird, weird, um, like, possessive personality of mine. Um, Anyway, so I'm like what would I be like on stage what's your like style it's funny how like you see people that like they're the low rider with the bass you know yeah. or they're like the high high strung with like the yes. have you seen like the tech death bands yeah. that are just yeah. like crazy and they're just staring at the fretboard yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's like um, the guys from um, we had um, we had the guys from Archfire on the show yes mm-hmm. and uh, just at that speed you can't really mess around with a low strung bass like it needs yeah, I mean, to be comfortable yeah, yeah. you know what I mean you, like yeah so you got Fieldy from Corn <laughs> yeah. with the like <laughs> super, <laughs> super low um, low bass and um, yeah just I cranking it out like it all comes back to the playing style as well like, yeah so many guitarists bassists drummers just have different styles and mm. yep. it's where you feel comfortable yeah what do you reckon is you guys' uh, biggest influence? Oh, shit. Um, I already swear, swear a couple times. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anything like, there's a fair age difference in the in the band. So, like, there's a lot of old school, your Panteras, Machine Heads, Fruity, your Parkway Drives, your Mastodons, like, Tool, Cog. Yeah. We, we take from a lot of... I want to say like Led Zeppelin got me into music. Yeah. Van Halen made me pick up a guitar, and then pr- pretty general, but Metallica made me like metal. And that's just yeah, that's good, nice. man. It's progressed me. It's uh, it's good to see that to hear that progression. Like, yeah. what about um? Did you ever have any influence from like your parents at all? Like, did you did they ever have any music that you were just kind of like oh like I know for a f- like for a fact my old man used to listen to Black Sabbath. Yeah. And yeah. my brother and I used to go through his vinyl collection and just look at the front covers because he didn't have a vinyl player. And we used to just look at them <laughs> and just go, I wonder what this sounds like because yeah. the picture's cool, yeah. you know? Kind of, actually. Like, my mum always had, like, Def Leppard, Van Halen, yeah. um, Queen. Like, and then my grandfather was always sort of into, like, Johnny Cash and that. Like, yeah, cool. 
and yeah, you sort of get into those guys and you're like, just become pretty musical orientated. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then, like I said, I found Led Zeppelin and then progressed from there. But I would say, yeah, parents definitely had some sort of an influence. Yeah. And, and then, oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, even if they don't influence you, one of the best things they can do is allow you to, like, branch yeah. out. A lot of the yeah. time you hear people saying, like, you know, their parents weren't supportive of their music choices or anything like that. So it always helps to, at least if they don't influence, allow you to branch out. Yeah. Yeah, I think I remember the first vinyls I found in mum's collection was Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. And it just snowballed from there. Being a teenager in the 90s, big on grunge, Nirvana, Pearl Jam and whatnot. The parents supporting, like, we lived out on a small farm and the neighbours were relatively close but we had a garage that we had band practice in just about every afternoon and poor neighbours put up with it and <laughs> I guess I've never heard of any complaints so yep. I think I remember when they moved out dad saying that he owed them big time so they put up with a lot of crap from us <laughs> without that I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now oh, that's cool man it's good to hear it also it, it does help to have a good rehearsal area yeah. I mean now um, technology's taken over a lot with people like practicing we are talking to uh, the guys um, from here from the last show and they were just saying um, and also uh, in one of our early shows um, Callum from Honest Crooks if you know those guys yeah. um, and they were saying that a lot of the time they just do rehearsals with um, you know Facebook video to just like like with the two guitarists just getting like a riff down pat yeah. Yeah. things like that so it's cool to hear that like although there might not be as many open commercial rehearsal areas technology is kind of filling that void a little bit too yeah absolutely yeah it allows bands to all, almost come together you know you're not just looking for people in your own town anymore right yeah you can do it from towns across yeah. the border or whatever you know you hear about America and there's guys there's five band members and three of them are in a different state yeah and they'll do a physical crack once a month but they'll do Facebook video or Skype for that three weeks in between. Yep. Yeah. 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 Well, we hear um, stories of like, you know, um, like hired guns and things like that. People that are just looking for an extra member of their band that might be just, you know, have YouTube samples and stuff. And they're like, yeah, that dude, like, let's bring him along and try it out. Yeah. Um, I tried to do session work for a long time, man. Yeah. yeah it's a great, great thing to have. Yeah. Good repertoire. You know, a whole bunch of different people in it, different tunes be able to learn stuff quick rad man yeah no, that, see uh, like I said some of the info that I fall short on not being in a band Jay's got all that as well so <laughs> you know it's uh, there's a good dynamic to have because I just you know n- not not playing with, with a band there's certain things that I don't like experience so um, yeah I'm kind of the odd one out I guess yeah <laughs> But uh, in a good way, in a good way. Oh man, look, I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm always just, I'm just always the talker. Like I do comedy, and then I, yeah. I, I do this as well. I think that, um, look, I love, I love playing bass, but I feel like if I was on the stage playing bass, I would just always want to be the singer. Like I just would, <laughs> like every time. Yeah, there is, yeah, that, that you, is a thing. You, you ever, that. you ever seen the band that's like got the mic stand in front of the like the other guitarists or the the bassist or whatever, and um, I'd be the bassist that has to like go up and say some crap into the mic that's like for the guitarist and just piss <laughs> everyone in the band off. Yeah. I'd be the reason that at the end of the gig they say to me like, dude, like, 
like we appreciate you helping out <laughs> but hey man you create yeah. your show right it's yeah. not just about the music it's about the experience right yep. and you've got to create something that people can enjoy and something can remember yep. and you know you find a lot of people that go to a, a music festival or a concert regardless of the genre and regardless of the, the artist and I go oh, look they were really good yeah. but they sort of just stood there yeah. the music mm. sounded great but they you, were shit you're there because they just stood there you yeah. know what I mean and look it doesn't work for everyone different types of music yeah, and yeah. stuff like that you're not going to see Pavarotti headbanging and jumping around there. <laughs> you know what I mean but I'll tell you what would pay for it I still pay for it but I know like would I know what I get to take like it's just like you, that whole stage you use the whole square footage you're running around you're jumping in you're jumping yep. in the crowd you're spitting water everywhere you know it's, and people are like oh that's cool like some people are not into it but, yeah you know but and I feel way, like those people would shit, be into it. We can hide it a little bit by, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> by the show we put on, you know what I mean? Like, oh, they sounded yeah. crap, but hey, you know, they got into it. We'll give them a good participation yeah. trophy, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Perfect. Hey, man, Sid Vicious never play, could play a note. He's there you go. one of the <laughs> biggest <laughs> bass players ever known. <laughs> there we go. I've still got hope yet. Um, there is definitely hope. <laughs> couldn't play, but he beat the shit out of himself. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to plug his guitar in. <laughs> now, I've seen some pretty cool um, stage pickups before. Like you're saying, in the heat of the moment, sometimes things you just think of random stuff, or you you know um, something might happen. You got to do a quick fix on a bit of gear, like on stage. Um, like for example, when we're talking about um, as I destruct before, like that singer being so crazy, man. Like. I, I seen him with uh, you, you heard of the guys A local band called Clarity of Chaos They've played a few yeah, bands yeah, Or yeah, gigs yeah. around And um, I know the The singer uh, Sorry the um, The guitarist in, in Clarity Was up the front Like filming the, the As I Destruct gig And um, Vocalist comes up And just wrapped his head With the mic Cord And just kept singing Like while he's just Like the dude in the front row Has just got the mic cord Wrapped around his face And um, yeah The best thing the dude Could do was just That was filming He um, just turned the camera around And just filmed The guy behind him Singing with him With the mic uh, Cord just wrapped around his face Like that So that, that was like It's just I guess it's just One of those random things He's just like You know what I don't just want to sing this song. I want to wrap the cord around that big guy's face in the front there. Yeah. <laughs> he, will, he will remember that show. I yeah. guarantee he'll remember that show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, um, in the last giveaway for the As I Destruct thing, there was a DVD of that show. So it's actually recorded. They set up a GoPro on the sound desk. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, I saw that giveaway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, did Heath win that? Yeah, Heath yeah. won that. So actually, <laughs> yeah, if yeah, you yeah. boys want to see that footage, hit yeah, up Heath. He's got the DVD. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah that, that's good but like I was saying before man like you you randomly think of things but also you have like random things on stage where you're like oh man like you know that thing's failed I've got to fix it up like I seen a dude on the backstage and it was one of the one of the supports for a hardcore gig that was out there dude um, jumps down just before the solo and um, broke the cord off in his guitar so he like oh so stuck in there no so the the cable came out the back of the plug so it was just the plug sitting there it looked like a wireless plug but it wasn't wireless <laughs> oh, right, yeah, yeah. Um, so he just ripped that bit out of it 
jumped down, grabbed like the short cord, you know, like the 30 centimeter <laughs> yeah, one, yeah, yeah. straight out of the side of the pedal, jammed it in the guitar and did the solo down like on the ground. Oh, <laughs> <that's> yeah. <laughs> through the patch cable. Yeah, yeah. through yeah. the patch cable. <laughs> so this is, do you have any like sort of random stage story where you've had like a piece of equipment malfunction that you've had to make do? Early on when I was drumming, when, yeah. when we started the band, yeah. I was drumming and halfway through one of our double kick heavy songs, I had one of the beaters come out on my, my kick pedal and the right pedal at that, the dominant pedal. So luckily it was coming up to a bridge. Yep. So we just dragged that bridge out a bit while I went all techie on the pedal and finished and the song. Yeah. Like hardly anyone noticed. Wasn't there a time that the same thing happened during the, a break, like we just finished a song? And you had to fix it, and I started playing the first note, looked at your oh, Ted's not ready. And then I had to turn to the crowd, fucking Ted, like... <laughs> <laughs> and then I tried to put, yeah, I tried to hackle Ted, and then everyone just started hackling me, so... <laughs> that fired real quick. Yeah. But, yeah. And that's a lot. I think that one was a cymbal stand, getting loose. Yeah. The yep. joys of the back one. And then I think Heath has had the same issue since he started with us with the double kick pedals, so... Yep. Gear it, maintenance is high on our in our list now. It seems like yeah. a curse. Like you've got the yeah. you got the, the pedal curse. You try to prepare for everything that can go wrong, but yep. then something else finds its way. Well, like for example, the the last gig that was here with um, the guys from Hostel. If you know yeah, those yeah, dudes, yeah. Uh, I watched the drummer just split his, one one of his hi hats in in like a section came out of it and hit the guitarist <laughs> in the shoulder. <laughs> Like just while he was smashing away at it, and have you ever seen those dudes play and just yeah, that that dude just smashing yeah. it, yeah. and just even the facial expression as well, just like smashing it out, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, just it kind of like you could hear the tone change, <laughs> and once that heavy part of the the song ends, you just see him look over and just spin it, and uh, there was just a whole whole gap missing out of the top of it. <laughs> so uh, that was pretty cool. But uh, I, I guess, like, it just comes with wear and tear, especially in the metal scene. Like, everything you're doing is amped up. Like, you're not yeah. just playing, like, you know, a rhythm or, like, just a just a beat. Like, you're doing solos and, like, hitting it hard, you know. Yeah. Well, drums are a destructive instrument, man. It, they, every piece is, um, you know, breaking down, and that's what gives you that those different sounds. Yeah. So, yeah. like, a, a, a percussive thing is like destroying and that's yeah. why you're getting that beautiful sound out of that piece yeah. so like you can you can build a cymbal all day <coughs> you hit it on the wrong angle and it's gonna chunk big chunks out of it <laughs> right but you know sometimes it makes it better yeah like I, i've had a few sets of uh, i don't know if anyone's ever used wuhan you know how crappy they are <laughs> and you just chump a big chunk out of it and they just sounds better yeah yeah exactly have an effect symbol now yeah. Yeah. sell Wuhan stuff pre-chunked like. <laughs> <laughs> and they're cheap enough you just yeah, hit it with a hammer and you know you don't yeah. care it's a $10 symbol release an album called Hammer Smashed Wuhan yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a band name that actually sounds fantastic <laughs> you smash it <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah um so I don't think we've talked much about um, your recording or, or your new single. Um, how long have you guys been working on that for? It's been coming together for a, a while now. 
life sort of got in the way for a bit there, but we finally got it finished off. May, um, I think. The working title was May, and that's yeah. what he sent through. Like the song was the written in May. May. Yeah. 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 I did the lyrics for it in June, and then yeah, yeah. just been sort of fine-tuning it from there. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, we're having that, a spin on that with this show, and we'll be bringing some more content from that in the next couple of weeks, and then hopefully... On the next couple of months, we'll have another single out. We got another one ready. Yep. yep. We just got to fine tune it. Yeah. Put the touch up special sauce in that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, well, with the new lineup, you're always going to want to try and produce it and make you know new improvements to your sound and yeah. that kind of thing. So that's that's awesome to hear that you guys are, are going to kind of market it in that that way where you kind of doing a slow leak and yeah, you know. Yeah, we want to make the most of the hard work that we put into it I think with lessons learned from Yuri Medden we, we sort of rushed that towards the end Yuri Medden being our EP mm-hmm. and um, with this one we sort of just sat back and took our time got mm. it right I'm not pretty pretty happy with where it's at mm. excellent it's awesome man yeah it, it always helps when you guys can look back at something and say that you're happy with it like it's sometimes I've heard in the past bands getting so tied up in the recording process getting everything perfect that they they don't take a moment to look at what they've yeah. produced exactly. yeah um, exactly and and by the end it just become becomes like so much of a project that they don't take the time to enjoy it yeah it's like a lot of people say it's not the destination it's the journey that's right yeah if you think about it like you get to like, you know, we've all been bands that have started and finished, right? And so you get to the end and go, oh, wow. Except me. It's done. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, no, I'm just joking, <laughs> man. <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so call, call back to, like, future me. Future me, if you're listening back to this episode, remember when you weren't in a band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you can look back and go, this is how it all started, right? <laughs> yeah, well, like, you get to Thanks, the end Morris and go, oh, that's the end of it, right? <laughs> and then you think about all the stuff you've done in between, like, all the cool gigs you played, all the arguments and the fights, which is all characters it's all right? part of it yeah. it's all building you know all the funny shit you've been involved in you know the fan breakdowns yep. stuff like that um, the f- physical fights sometimes you know yeah, yeah. ridiculous and recording right yep. it's the journey man is the best part that's what you remember you don't give a shit about the end product yeah really exactly man like it's it's the end product is shaped by the journey yeah. you can't yeah, just go straight to where you're going mm. it's nearly like if, if it was a map you'd just plot out the destination but you haven't got the route set yet. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, like, I hear that a lot with, uh, you know, bands with the recording process can be pretty pretty heavy, um, heavy on relationships and things like that. So I think it's all, it comes down to passion. Like, you, if everyone's so passionate about something, of course there's, like, a highly charged emotional sort of setting. Yes. So you guys have been producing it yourself? and Yeah, we did all the tracking ourselves. I mixed and mastered it at home and I think that's the other part of it as well having control of it like we we gave ourselves a rough deadline and I failed to meet that but in doing so we've got a product that we're happy with like we're relaxed I think when we got Kane on board we sort of made a decision that we were going to enjoy this yeah man after the sort of the first chapter of the band um we're in this for fun we've all got we've all got day jobs this is like if it's ever becomes to a point where it's not fun then people lose interest that's when all those fisty cuffs and that yeah. stuff yeah. yeah and it's not worth it yeah 
So. Yeah. Oh, excellent, guys. Um, yeah, that, that's awesome, man. Like, so I've been um, playing a couple of the tracks from the um, first EP on the show. I've played like several um, tracks in the past, and I mean, at the top of the show, um, we heard a couple of, and the intro to this um, interview, we heard a couple of tracks from that one. But uh, you guys have got something special coming up, new song coming out. Yeah, we're stronger than this. Yep. It's um, first song that we're releasing with Kane as our lead vocalist. Um, I'm sorry, Canberra. Yeah. <laughs> what you're about to hear. No, I'm. I'm sure that uh, Canberra's been hanging out, um, waiting, you know, in anticipation to hear some um, hear some recorded stuff with you, man. So, uh, I'm sure that uh, it'll be well received. Hopefully. Um, and have you played this song live to crowds before? We played it at the last gig we did. Yep. And um, we've we've got the tumor gig this weekend. It'll get a run there, and then we've got another gig on the 14th of December. Here at the basement. Cool. So we're hoping to have have it fully released by then, and some some digital content to go along with it. Excellent. Yeah, yeah it's always good to back it up with some uh, following with a few few uh, other contents as well as like a new EP or a new new single or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Usually um, creates a bigger following, I guess, to give everyone you know more to feed on. Yeah, exactly. That's right. But um, yeah, cool, man. So. We got the um, got the new song um, coming out um, for the first time on on this show, yeah. Um, and for the first time, you've uh, played it. The exclusive. Yeah, the exclusive here on Camper Metalhead. <laughs> um, we've uh, teased some of the uh, yeah some of the other songs from the EP leading up to this, so it's good now to um, be able to listen to some newer stuff with you on the vocals, yeah, being the first time. And um, you know, if you um, if you're a massive fan of uh, Morris King or you haven't heard even heard of them before, uh, now's a good time to get in because there's uh, plenty of plenty of new content coming out and a, and new new uh, song coming up. So uh, stick around to uh, listen to that and um, remember to um, check out the upcoming gigs. You said the 14th, 14th here at the basement. Yep. Um, so if you listen to this new song and you dig it. Um, it'd be a perfect opportunity by then to come out and listen to the polished version of the of the um, track and um, experience it live. Yeah. And hopefully uh, purchase some stuff. Have you got any merch or anything um, available at this? Uh, we've got shirts and we've got um, our old CD on sale. Um, but pretty much our main focus now has been working on sort of this song, which obviously is being released yep. um, tonight. Um, and obviously the next song, which we've pretty much done. We've just got to do some tweaks and, um, on so then after that we're going to hit some merch a little bit harder than what we have been another so round of merch coming with yeah it's probably early early next year um, yeah, a couple of months from now yeah um, good time to drop new merch yeah um, especially you know after a new track and a c- couple of gigs to follow the year out and then yeah. put out some new merch man yep it's also the change of uh, of uh, weather, man. Yeah, to get some like nice new shirts. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, that's exactly right. Yeah. You you see bands that are like, um, all right, it's January. We're not going to sell many hoodies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Either that, or they come out with a complete run of hoodies yeah, in the yeah. middle at the start of <laughs> yeah, summer. Yeah, like. The, wind, the windbreaker when it's 35 degrees yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's not CJ <laughs> <laughs> uh, how much did he sell that thing for did he put it on eBay yeah he eBayed it what, now, what was it 25 have, grand or something I have no idea but I'm just imagine what it smelled like yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> every day every That's show all, they play a lot five of shows. years 
man. That windbreaker would have stopped. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't think he washed it. Yeah, I don't think he washed it either. <laughs> I think Jesus. he was pretty famous for it being stinky. Yeah. Man, that's pretty crazy, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was his lucky windbreaker, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's funny to see that sort of stuff, like, with, with merch and things like that. But we all know, man, like, band hoodies that 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 I buy always wind up with other people like yeah, someone that comes yeah. over dude have you got a hoodie man I'm like freezing alright here you go girl comes over hey do you mind if I wear this I'll never see it again she'll mm. take it <laughs> um, no, actually funny. that's fine by us mate if, if you want to keep doing that man exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. just buy another one off you forever it's like yeah. I can count how many hoodies I've bought which means how many hoodies are in circulation amongst yeah. girls yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I should number them number them like um, like place another on the back I, it should be like um like notes you know yeah. like uh two circulated notes matching serial numbers <laughs> like just placing them together Holy shit. things like that but um yeah anyway man so um yes thanks for coming on the show do you guys have um you got obviously social media with um facebook and um you have yep. instagram as well i think i see yep. Yep. um do you have like a band camp or anything like that that people can purchase tracks from we're, we're sort of overhauling it yeah. all at the moment for when this new song cool. actually gets released yep. and purchased. Um, so we're going to overhaul our band camp, overhaul Big Cartel, um, and obviously um, we'll be out on all major streaming services and iTunes as well. Perfect. You guys are on uh, Spotify as well, I've seen as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, check out all of their social medias. You've got Facebook, Instagram. Keep an eye on um, Bandcamp for the overhaul so that you can purchase some stuff off them. And um, definitely come out and... Um, support them locally when they play um, yeah. whether you're listening from Tumut or Canberra <laughs> um, and yeah make sure you um, buy some of their merch while you're at it uh, thanks yeah. for coming on the show guys thanks for having Thank us guys thanks for having us Cheers. we are Maris King and you're listening to